Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome back to episode three of the campaign of the Rotating Heroes podcast. Uh, we're back, baby. Um, <laughs> I am joined today by the first ARC crew again. Uh, we again have uh, Emily Axford. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do we usually say here? <laughs> usually, well, the one time we've really done it. What did we say? We didn't introduce, introduce our characters ourselves. because they were. Oh, don't we just say yet. like, "Hi, thank you so much for having Hi. me." Yes, everyone, give me their polite answers when I uh, call upon them. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Emily Axford. You're very welcome, Siobhan Thompson. Hi, Zach. It's so nice to be here with you and my friends, Emily and third guest, who you're about to introduce. Thank you so much. You again are very welcome. Thank you. Uh, Finally, Mike Trapp. Thank you so much for having me on here. Um, uh, I know everyone's very busy, so I just want to thank you all. Uh, Seemingly speaking into the wrong mic. We can all hear it, it, but you're not actually going to pick this up. It's going to be so whispered. I'm going to put put the two mics together like they're kissing. I'm going to whisper. Whispering into his Zoom mic. um, (laughs) Thank you all for, for joining. Getting quieter and quieter. Thank you so much. The You're comedian in Zach loved it. The editor in Zach just went completely pale. I really getting, enjoy when Zach sick. has to be the responsible one because yeah. he has such big, like, little brother energy that it feels like, you know that time when you're the youngest, but suddenly, like, your older siblings are, like, adults, but you have younger cousins, so now you're the oldest kid? Yeah, that's sort uh, of the energy which I, I feel I, like. Yeah, I feel it's like, like I'm it's slowly like... going underwater and saying, "Please, please, <laughs> please, 
<laughs> Truthfully, I've always surrounded myself with o- older siblings, so I never have to take that authority. Oh, wow. I think That's I collect dream. younger siblings. I think as an older sibling, I just I just go around my life collecting youngsters to, to replace yeah. Zach, it does have the vibe of like um, when when it, you ever like play like any kind of like make believe game with a kid, and then it suddenly becomes like very serious. Where it's like mm-hmm. it's like hey, it's like um, you can't put the teddy bear over there because that's actually uh, like that's that's the forbidden area. So um, we only put plastic toys there. And it's like okay, cool. I don't know what these rules are, but I guess yeah. we're figuring it out. But I would like to think that it makes a little more sense, and I have a little more authority than that, right? I don't know though. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all kind of. I mean, I think that the the analogy <sighs> is pretty fitting. Zach, I think the teddy bear rules are all logical and fair. (laughs) (laughs) I think if we were shooting in person, we would we would all be giving you nogies right now, and it's it's a shame that we have. Thank God for the (laughs) pandemic. Uh, (laughs) A thing I always problematic message from Zach (laughs) O'Yan. And speaking of problematic messages, let's get right back into the recap of this episode. So these fucking unions are just ruining the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah, let's get back into the recap and then get into the episode, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the last episode, 12 townsfolk of Aberdeen journeyed forth into the obelisk, where they were split into parties of three and started their tour-slash-multi-tiered group job interview. One team, you might call it our team, Turbine, Astrid, and Brenda Elizabeth once again proved to be inseparable or at least fine enough with each other to proceed. (laughs) Inseparable. After checking out a canteen they couldn't purchase anything from, investigating some portraits of Barnaby, and saying a deeply emotional goodbye to Galfast the horse, they embarked on a tour through the wondrous facilitator. Following Barnabas's lead, or sorry, is Barnaby the best word for a a single Barnabas? Trap. Um, a single Barnabas would be Barnabas, but if it's yes. the possessive of Barnabas, it would be Barnabuses. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Or in the Greek, Barnaboy. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Following Barnaboy's lead, they started with his. Pr- they started with his personal factory room floor, where they were confronted with the harsh reality that he's been working on a truly fucked industrial nightmare filled with machines gone completely awry and red-eyed robots gone rogue. The gr- the grew, as in uh, Despicable Me. Sure, yes. yeah. yeah. Banana. Papaya. Papaya. <laughs> Zach, if you edit this, I'm going to come to your house and give you a noogie. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> The crew began their first impromptu test within the facilitator. Be first to shut down their section of the factory. Our group all chose the fastest, most dangerous route to the finish line, and after getting shocked, electrocuted, and set on fire, they bested the Warforged foremen and safely shut down all the machines, all while only making a few extremely anti-union sentiments. <laughs> With the first this task right concluded... to work. <laughs> no, no, go for it. I just believe in a right to work, you know, a right to work in this country. It's like, if I accept the pay that they're offering, then why shouldn't I work in this place? It's not good. fair. I like working at the weekends. This is all good. This is all good to me. With the first task concluded, our team was first on the leaderboard, and the last place team, including our one human mop, was sucked out through tubes out of the competition for good. The remaining nine continued the tour into an eerie boardroom with a digital oceanic view where they were confronted by the great hulking frame of Namfari, the Robosphinx. 
So that brings us back to where we are now. We're in this boardroom where this Robo Sphinx is sitting at the end of a table and addressing you all and says, like clears its throat and it like massive frame, just sort of like you can see the breath come in and out of it as it feels like, I don't know, maybe like it'll roar or something. And then it says, take a seat, please. And points to a bunch of rolly chairs at a big, long conference room table. I immediately rush up and sit at the right-hand chair. (laughs) I gallop to the left. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll go to the middle. (laughs) So uh, you all take your seats. I'm trying to surreptitiously doodle this sphinx while they speak. You taking notes? I like that. (laughs) Yeah, notes. And uh, Okay. Can I? I don't know if I need to do a roll for this or anything. I feel like uh, I'd be just super entranced by the workmanship of the Sphinx and just like trying to like, <laughs> like sitting as close as I can and like really like trying to like look at any like gaps in like in sheet metal, look at the wiring, get a sense of the gears, maybe like poke a pen in there. I would like to co-conspire with Turbide and if he gets too close and attracts the attention of the Sphinx, I would like to do a really loud sneeze that almost sounds like a horse's uh, witty. <laughs> Uh, the Sphinx is just like kind of <laughs> notices that you're both too close to it, but is also trying to greet everyone else. Like says hello to Raider and Binkabunk, eyes darting down at Turbine. I like, totally forgot there's other people here. <laughs> there's like eight other people in this room. Uh, Noah and the two other dwarves are just like. Instead of sitting on my chair, I just have one leg on it, and I'm like flexing at the Sphinx to <laughs> make it intimidated by my massive muscles. This thing is maybe uh, twenty times bigger. Yes, Uh, (laughs) yes, but tiny but mighty. (laughs) I also hold out my doodle of the Sphinx, angle it so maybe Bonk could see it. Bonk is still looking at this giant robotic Sphinx that is in front of it. It's... It's it, uh, Bonk is clearly entranced by this thing they've never seen before. He plays it so cool, it's uncanny. <laughs> Everyone's showing the Sphinx a lot of respect, except for you three. Uh, <laughs> uh, Barnabas stands next to Namfari and Beans. What, you sit uh, at an end of a table and you automatically deserve respect? <laughs> That's crazy. I don't. Uh, That's where Grandpa Brendan sits, so yeah, it is kind of the most important seat of the house. So Barnabas is still there, and he he comes up and stands next to Namfari and beams. He's like, so to say that I've had zero help at all would be incorrect. Uh, While I do have a lot of mechanical help around the facilitator, one of the few exceptions is uh, a bit of a hybrid. One of the early Barnabas, the early Barnabuses? Barnabai! Yes, (laughs) Barnabai found Namfari injured out in the world and nursed him back to health with uh, a couple of life-saving upgrades. Oh, so Um, he's like a cyborg. Yeah. Uh, it's not I, all I want to be a cyborg. You should make me a cyborg. Grandpa Brendan has a pacemaker, so he's kind of like a cyborg. Hey, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think uh, cyborgs are pretty cool. <laughs> um, he has his like metal beard and arms <laughs> that are like, like whirring and stuff. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> like they're pretty cool to me, I would say. It just kind of feels like a shortcut, you know, like real tinkers like kind of start from nothing, you know? Okay, well, Namfari kind of like tosses their like lion mane back and like shakes their like beautiful hair out and says, I guess you could say I owe these guys one. Oh, does like sort of like this like kind of like full laugh. And uh, Barnabas like smiles at him. It's like, that's why we made him the uh, VP of creative here at the facilitator. And with that, I'm just going to let Namfari take it away. Barnabas kind of steps to the side of the room and lets uh, Namfari take over. 
Nemfari sits forward and is like hulking frame, takes up like much of that side of the room. He uses like a mechanical hand to like deftly unscrew a top of a bottle of water and take a sip. Tiniest bottle of water, the biggest <laughs> claw. <laughs> one of those like one sip wonder bottles. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So how was your drive? How was your drive? Uh, Actually a ride. You, you just rode here, not, not too much traffic? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good, you know. It was all I right. I mostly rode a horse, and there's not a lot of other horse-bound individuals, so actually, yeah, there's not a lot of horse traffic. Yeah, I, I'm actually in a pretty similar uh, situation to a lot of horses in terms of uh, uh, spaces being built for me. It's not always ideal. I just want to ask you something on that note, because you say it's a pretty similar situation, but I noticed that, that uh, there's a pretty strict no-horse policy in here. But uh, you seem to be doing okay. Look, that was, um, I, I know what sign you're talking about. Yeah, the um, sign that that's in was... the front by yeah, the- Bear in mind, no equine behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that, that's more about that actual factory floor uh, rather than the entire facilitator. Um, we have some work to do. And so uh, that's, that's kind of why I'm here uh, to talk to you, actually. Um, have you ever met a hippogriff? Have I specific? I don't change into other animals. No, uh, met met one, not bid one. <laughs> oh, I have. Sorry. I've met all kinds of hippogriffs. <laughs> Astrid, we gotta table this and talk about this later. <laughs> I'm desperate to know. <laughs> Feels like you're lying. I'm pretty no, smart. No, why would I lie? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're trying to impress. It's everyone not even here. a big deal for me that I've met lots of hippogriffs. I'm it's impressed. Normal. <laughs> I'm very, I'm incredibly impressed. Did you touch their rear quarters, which Astrid's are a horse? So cool. <laughs> so again, this is a bit of a board meeting. It feels like you guys are just having a conversation. Uh, <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth is doing that kid thing where you slowly start hunching down in your chair. As the every, as the, can you sit upright? Can you sit upright? You, I am sitting upright. <laughs> feels like you're getting lower. Uh, Maybe. Okay. Well, let's just. I'm just gonna launch. Turbine's just it. playing with the height of his chair, <laughs> trying to figure out how. How the mechanism works. You're so like, tiny. I, uh, it's, it goes from being able to like barely see the top of your head to yeah, just I, no one's in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I don't like that I can't see over the table, but I also don't like the feeling when my legs are just dangling. So I'm trying to find the yeah. perfect middle. Hey, well, you know, coming up with solutions is what we do here at the facilitator. Um, oh, right, uh, we're here for a job interview. Anyways, I'll keep I'll keep launching into it. I'm gonna. I'm one of my strengths is powering through stuff. <laughs> We're open to getting into new platforms and new spaces here at the facilitator. I've worked here for a long time. I'm really proud of the contributions I've made to this place. As he says this, a projector screen comes down next to him. Uh, he spends uh, too long uh, setting it up. <laughs> it's input two. It's input, input two. two. Yeah, input two, I think, is your problem. I tried there. that, I thought. No, I think okay. you did input one and input three. But, but I, the yellow like, with the red and the red with the yellow. Yeah, yeah. I'm colorblind. <laughs> so... <laughs> While there are many wonders inside the facilitator, I'm proud to say I've created a number of them myself. Um, some might say these classic Namfari hits speak for themselves, such as it presses a button on the remote for the projector. You see that like weird ball that was creating the paintings outside that has like a, a paintbrush on it. Uh, this is the brush ball. Um, you see the brush ball painting a huge portrait of Namfari, the like Mechana Sphinx in the portrait. His hair looks extra coiffed and the mechanical parts, the mechanical parts of his body shine extra bright. The de-domesticator, Nymphari operates a like purple Honey I Shrunk the Kid style machine that shoots a laser at a chocolate lab. Uh, <laughs> the dog is hit with a purple beam and after a blinding light is like a wolf in the same spot. It's like the coloring of a, a chocolate lab. <laughs> um, and then I get like, in the way of the uh, beam. <laughs> pretty cool, right? Huh? 
This is a uh, projector. So <laughs> it's not really there, Astrid. <laughs> I knew that. Common mistake. So yeah, the projector is projecting an image, but that would not be the same as the laser within the projector image. Um, anyways, I get it. And and one of my favorites presses the button again. You see Namfari standing there with uh, four mecha- uh, mechanical boots on, as several Warforged robots around him fall over as like the ground shifts. Little magnet boots. <laughs> We saw those at the gift shop. Oh yeah, we're we're moving them to market. And that's the that's the official product name. Little magnet boots. Yeah, yes, great. We've always known that. Okay. You know, my father is very influential in the town, and a lot of people take fashion advice from me. So, well, maybe it would be really good for you as a marketing thing for me to have a pair of little magnet boots. Interesting. You know what? Let's talk later. Actually. Uh, so this is why I brought you all here. This is what this specific trial is, uh, or, you know, stage of the job interview. We're looking for new ideas and we want the next great idea person. So let's hear it. Pitch me. Um, also though, uh, I have to admit I'm a bit of a stickler. I'm a bit of a hard ass. Uh, if I don't like something, I won't mince words. So pitch very, very carefully. Okay. I think I'm already ready. Uh, uh, Noah Noah raises his hand and says, uh, "What about uh, like a, a block of wood that you can't break with a uh, axe if someone throws an axe too hard at it because they're really strong for a kid?" And Amfari looks at Noah and and kind of like grimaces at the idea and says, ah, "I don't know about that." And as he says this, he snaps his fingers and uh, you see Noah's face look confounded for a second and a little beam of light comes from his head and starts swirling around Namfari and turns into a little rock. Uh, his intelligence has been permanently lowered by one. <laughs> uh, so just pitch carefully again. A statue um, printer for whenever you want a statue of yourself, but you don't want the bother of finding a good sculptor. Let me just get into like the mechanics of this real fast. Sorry, I, I could be clear about this. I still think mine is good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so you guys can pitch ideas to Namfari when you pitch a what I what I think is an actually good idea, or if you want to make an insider perception check, you can. You uh, may or may not get advantage, and with your idea, you have to roll a persuasion check. Okay. Okay. This is difficult because. Brenda Elizabeth does not have good, uh, does not read the room well. Uh, so if I am to role play this accurately, I will be setting myself up for failure with a minus one to persuasion. And I'm absolutely 100% going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pitch away if you feel like it. Um, we're already... Um, we're in kind of an interesting middle ground where we already have one extremely bad pitch. So, um, <laughs> okay. That, sorry, sorry. Your name's Noah, and Noah looks up. He was just staring at the ground, like uh, <laughs> slightly stupider than he was before. Like what? Um, Brenda Elizabeth puts a incredibly rigidly straight hand into the air. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's only quivering a little bit. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth, that's your- <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is something I've been thinking about for a really long time. It's a market that has not been addressed. Um, I think that it would be a saddle for a dolphin so that a horse could go see the ocean. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're saying... (laughs) A saddle for a dolphin so that a horse 
and see the ocean. So the horse yeah. can ride the dolphin. So the horse can ride the dolphin. Like, because uh, a horse deserves a day off. You know, like how Bob's like to have a horse baths. deserves a day <laughs> off, people. A horse deserves a day off. Wow. What an excellent I'm actually, idea. So it's it, there's a bit of a two inventions in one. <laughs> stands up, takes out her trapper keeper where she already has elaborate doodles of this. I know that you didn't ask for a visual aid, but I happen to come with one. I'm sorry. I do need the visual aid because it seems like the first invention is a saddle for horses to ride something else when most saddles seemingly are for riding horses. Yeah, but you know how like you like to be, it's like you have a job, but you don't want to be defied by it. I think horses feel the same way. If I may, Brenda Elizabeth, for too long have not horses been subjected to the saddle? For too long have horses not been our beast of burden, working nonstop? Are we not in favor of the working man? Should not the horse get a chance to ride a different saddle? Should not a horse get a day off? Horses are better than the working man. I've never been disappointed by a horse, and I'm disappointed by working Jesus men all Christ. the time. Hey, yeah, I agree. Okay, so... <laughs> if you guys are... Uh, uh, Astrid and Turbine, give me a persuasion check to be able to offer... A help action because I got a nat 20. <laughs> you got a nat 20? All right, let me roll my persuasion. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I rolled it. I got an eight. Okay. So, Brenda Elizabeth, uh, for some reason, Nonfari looks at. Uh, I would think as I would think as a beast that is occasionally mounted, you might relate to the burden. Oh, uh, Nonfari looks at this and is like, "Well, while I'm on all fours a lot, most people know that if they try to ride me, I'll rip them in half." <laughs> but uh, you know, something about this Astrid girl is really uh, convincing me. Um, turbine, cool it a little bit. All right. Uh, <laughs> I lower my chair really, real low. Wow, he's just an obelisk cat now. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth, you were gonna. I, I think you you eventually got somewhere that actually is convincing and, and shows a need, so you won't roll with disadvantage. Uh, but now that Astrid has helped you with the nat twenty, I will say you get an advantage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, come on, Brenda Elizabeth. Please let your doodles do it justice. Oh, I got a three and a two. <laughs> Which oh, becomes, man. so a three minus one is a two. <laughs> Woo! <Elizabeth>. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I, Turbine's just like listening to Brenda Elizabeth pitch and just like, it's like, I think she's doing it. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth stands so tall and proud. <laughs> I hate to do this. I hate to even say this, but I I don't really like it. Um, uh, it's not really for us. Namfari snaps his fingers, Brenda oh, Elizabeth. No. <laughs> you feel something sort of tiring your brain a little bit. Like you feel your clarity leaving you as a little beam of light zips from your head and starts hardens into a rock and starts floating around. Namfari said you. Have- I chased the rock. 
<laughs> I raise my hand. Mr. S Ms I mean, uh, uh, Sphinx, I, I just want you to know that what you took from me, I put everything into this pitch. Do you see how many pages I've doodled this? <laughs> it felt like fate that I was meeting you in this moment. <laughs> Kid, I, um... <laughs> I appreciate the effort, and I know that this is not the... Well, we're happy to hear other pitches. You just... I I think you might... Just take it... Let's... If anybody wants to make an insight or perception check, they can. Uh, sure. Uh, insight or perception? Yes. I got a 12 perception. 12. I have 21. Ooh. Okay, turbine. You're looking at the way that Namfari is talking. They're sort of like relishing their own words some of the stuff in the slideshow really showcased like you know that the best side of themselves so it's something about that feels like it might be helpful going forward so i'm down to hear other pitches a sphinx plushie it just uh, looks just just like you i would want one of those as a trendsetter yeah think of all the sphinx plushies you can get you can get you can get sphinx looking all cute you can yeah. get Sphinx riding on a dolphin. You can get Sphinx riding on a horse riding on a dolphin. Let's kind of get away from that. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Maybe you should <laughs> sit and ask you a riddle. I would want that. Nanfari is like really pondering this, like really hearing what they want to hear. Uh, roll. I mean, whoever has the best charisma maybe should roll or, or if you want to boost this in whatever way you can. I have a plus two. Uh, I, I have pretty good charisma, but if, if, this, if this fails, do I get punished for it? Is that how that works? Whoever says it will get punished for it. I'll roll. Yes. Uh, I got a 15. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> you got the lowest score possible to have a good idea. Yes! <laughs> Meeting the odds like, once again. Hmm. <laughs> okay. You're on the board. Okay. Uh, I got something. Okay, so your group has a good idea. If you think you can beat it, I'd love to hear it. All right. <laughs> clear my throat sort of stand on the table <laughs> wait maybe you should how about you stand on the chair and then I'll pump it to, so <laughs> as you're giving like, the speech you slowly rise <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nemfari you've heard of an invisibility cloak and when I put to you is a visibility cloak this is a cloak a cloak that will draw attention to you and make you look your best possible self I want it. I wow, don't tell him really about it. Idea. We'll make it ourselves. It will do as much as an invisibility cloak hides you. A visibility cloak attracts attention to you. So you're saying uh, people will want to look at me a little more? I'm saying people will have to look at you a little more. Turbine, don't tell them how you're going to cover it in bells. <laughs> <laughs> My secrets. <laughs> I'm sorry, Turbine, hold on, 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 bells? There's gonna be bells on? Gold bells, oh. what? Oh, shush, I shouldn't have told Gold you. Gold bells? Shh. Guys, oh, come sure, on. Keep we, it down. We can't deliver all our secrets. <laughs> Next, we're gonna be talking about all the wind chimes on there. <laughs> we're getting a little busy with it, honestly. <laughs> um, Look, it's still a prototype. Glitter and, and sparkly don't bits. Don't tell them how it glows in the dark. <laughs> Shh. Glows in the dark? Shut up! Put it Shut out in the sun guys. all day to make it uh, charge up. Does it need to be under a light for the daylight? Or <laughs> I, I mean, just for a small amount of time. Uh, yeah, roll with the uh, advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a charisma roll? 
<laughs> it's a persuasion check. A persuasion check. check. Okay. Let's see. One is a total of 18, and one is a total. Uh, let's ignore that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 18. Yeah. 18. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say disadvantage. What's the other? One? Oh, oh. <laughs> um, wow, that's a that's. A, let's talk. Let's talk. Still got it. <laughs> well, I think we're locked in for ideas for you guys. Uh, uh, Raider and Bink and Bonk uh, give their presentation. Uh, Raider's like, so you know how sometimes in a town there's not a bully. And it feels like there should be a bully. I'm nodding wow. really hard. Uh, this is an app called Bully Finder. It, it fills the need, uh, social need. Ian, uh, uh, Bink, and Bonk are able to get through as well. With those scores, that would put you guys in first. I'll say that the rest of the uh, crew wraps up their bad ideas. The dwarvish crew um, weren't able to like top. They were too shocked from uh, uh, Noah's uh, bad idea. And they're just like, we're just going to call it. Uh, we don't want to. <laughs> I think we're, we don't need the job. I don't think we need the job. I like to read. I'm, I'm worried that it will affect my. <laughs> I think I would like to send a really uh, glittery, ornately written note to Noah and just say, I feel you. Your idea was good and you are valid. This is good because Bonk will say that you're flirting with somebody else. <laughs> That's a grown man. This is a grown <laughs> Yeah, you know it. 35-year-old like uh, It takes a really long time to read it because he is now dumber. <laughs> he already had like a lower intelligence too. <laughs> That's a B, not a backwards D. Can you, can you put us in those tubes? I want to go home. <laughs> uh, Barnabas is like, okay, um, that sounds good. Uh, we'll send you right home. And uh, the rest of you, let's uh, return to the lobby for the next stage of this. The holes appear in the ground again, and the, the three doors fly out the bottom and out of your life, <laughs> out of the rest of the rounds. Um, now I'm far, he's like, okay, well, great ideas, everyone. Um, I'm going to be on vacation for the rest of the week. Uh, I'm going on a ski trip. Oh, so mounts can ski, but they can't dolphin back ride. <laughs> Look. I know what's important about this idea to you is that you love it, and I'm never going to take that away from you. <laughs> it's not, it's you. not a good fit for us, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it in some way. So does that mean she's like, Brenda Elizabeth is like cool to like pitch it around to other places? Yeah. Do I have the option to do that? He feels, you could see that. Nambari <laughs> <laughs> is like a little like, well, I don't want someone else to have it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, let's set up a meeting next week. Let's set up a okay, meeting cool. next week. Okay. I could do that, yeah. He leaves with four skis. Um, uh, <laughs> just walking with four skis on, just constantly tripping over himself. It's like when you see a video of like like cats wearing socks and they're just like, they don't really know like how they're to going too it. high up. <laughs> yeah. It'd be more cost efficient to do two snowboards, but it would make it you question like which is it like front legs on one ski board or is it like right side on one? Yes, He's going down the mountainside. Yes, if it swings snowboards, is it like this or like this? Ooh. I yeah. think it's I think it's one front paw, one back paw, and the others are pushing. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. I have to admit I'm not a snowboarder. I'm more of a ski guy. Um, but I appreciate I what you're thinking about. Great minds, guys. <laughs> good stuff. And he, he leaves. Uh, you three, Barnabas, Bink, and Bonk, 
and Raider uh, return to the lobby. Uh, there's a new addition uh, to the lobby at this point. Some of the monodrones are like putting the finishing touches on these pods. They look like, you know, like like Google or something where like they're like nap pods. But otherwise, the, the room looks pretty much the same. Is Galfast still there? Galfast is not in here. Mm. Okay. Uh, Galfas was here earlier, but he is not there now. Okay, mm. okay. I immediately jump into one of these nap pods. <laughs> I will jump into a nap pod as well. Nad pod? <laughs> There's a bunch of pods. What there. about the way I'm saying it is making a clear? Sounds like you're saying nad pod. Nat <laughs> nat pod. This is the nat pod after the nap pod. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, as you approach them, you still have those bracelets on, and because you had the ideas that were perceived best, you all got um, an additional uh, four points. So your bracelets are now all glowing with eight points on them, or eight credits, I should say. Uh, The canteen (gasps) is open that you you saw earlier uh, that you couldn't buy anything from. And there's also these uh, nap pods, and you can inspect them or whatever before you use them to like kind of figure out what they do. Yeah, let's look. But actually, before we do it, I think I should say to uh, Turbine at Astrid, thank you so much for supporting my idea at an uncomfortable moment of rejection. I thought it was good. I thought it was very bad, but me saying that in front of other people would have made me look bad, so I had to support you. Okay. I think every bad. I think every idea has a kernel of something good in there. You know, you can just like keep working at it. Like I think there's something there. Really, I don't think it's a kernel. I think it's a full bag of popcorn. Okay, if you we were well- to create a saddle where we could ride <laughs> dolphins. No, it's not for people. People have enough mouths. Mm. Horses have none. Bonk walks mm. up and is like, "Hey, um, <laughs> I really liked your idea, but I'm sorry. Can you explain it again? I don't think I did." <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> it's a saddle for a dolphin. That a horse would go on top of the saddle rather than for under- a dolphin. For a dolphin so that a horse could ride the dolphin into the sea because they never get to go into the sea otherwise. Sort of like a jet ski for a horse. Can you help me visualize it a little bit? Like, where are the horse's legs during this the horse's legs are dangling on either side of the dolphin's slick body. How is it attaching to the to the saddle? Well, uh, maybe you could take its bridle, the horse's bridle, and attach it to the saddle. I think horses are a lot bigger than dolphins. Will it well, kill the yes, dolphin? I guess maybe it could be a pony and a big dolphin. Oh. You're right. You know what? This is actually the first bit of constructive criticism. Maybe I should be doing it for baby whales instead of dolphins. Oh, wow. this also feels like it's like a down the line problem. You know, like we could start <laughs> building this, and then you can figure out like the size issues. Also, I mean, if it's just for if it's just for fillies and colts, uh, which are smaller than a full grown stallion or a mare, then uh, then maybe. That's fine. They could get out their youthful desire to see the ocean and then not go again. Like a Shetland pony. A Shetland pony riding a dolphin. Or maybe you build some device to make dolphins super big. Uh, I think my friends are calling me. I gotta go over there. (laughs) I turn to Astrid and Turbine and say, I think that went really well. (laughs) Big old thumbs up. (laughs) I absolutely pick a wedgie. (laughs) See Bonk trying to talk to Bink and Raider like, Clearly trying to explain it and like, like kind of shrugging, like I, lots of hand gestures. Yeah, they all look really puzzled. No one looks mad or mean about it anyway. They're just like really trying to understand. 
Brenda Elizabeth stares at her Crocs, but does not feel shame. Uh, Barnabas approaches and says, uh, by the way, I know I don't know if you're worried about Galfast, but he is upstairs. This room felt a little unwelcoming to animals, so I just, it felt like um, we have this sort of protected green area on the roof that's perfect for, like, thinking or taking a break. Or I imagine if you're a horse, it's good for eating grass and... Um, I start updating my schematics of uh, like my my like fan map of, of the obelisk to like it's like okay there's a green area on top and that's where this is. He leans into Bruno Elizabeth to like tell a secret and is like I asked Bubbles to set up some of those horse jumps for him up there. I think it's going to be oh, really thank nice. You so much that I really appreciate you taking Galfast's comfort seriously. Oh yeah, I mean I, I am I am nothing but a host, so I'm trying to be a good host. You're nothing but a hoe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said host. <laughs> What? <laughs> Termine, this is supposed to be our boss. I would never call you a ho, sir. I would never. I respect hoes. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. You're children. <laughs> why, why, why are you talking? You're children. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't listen say to some this. music. I don't know. I really shouldn't say this, but you guys are my favorite. And uh, <laughs> it, it feels like it's crossing a line for this process. Like, you guys are you're doing pretty good. Just don't fuck it up, okay? <laughs> he walks uh, away and like uh Raider's like, hey Barnabas, and he's like Barnabas waves at him and keeps walking. <laughs> um I have a question that maybe you're not allowed to answer or I could do some kind of check for it. Do we have a sense because all of our bracelets our bracelets have been recording credits, not points? It's oh so it, this is confusing. It's points and credits. So like it's representative of your place, but then also gives you the credits to spend. So spending the, the credits won't like put you behind them in any way. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. They're like separate categories. Okay. So do we collectively have like eight credits to spend or do we each have credits to spend and spending it will not reduce our place in the in the order? Is that correct? Yeah, I think that is the correct. I think it's kind of like a bonus, right? It's kind of like, here's some spending money because you're in first place, not you're in first place because you have the most spending money. Yes, yes. It's not a pool uh, between your team. Okay, so should we canter over to the cantina and see if there's anything we could purchase? Yes. Let's canter to the cantina. Just to point it out, (laughs) the nap pods uh, cost four credits. Cost four credits. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Can, Can I do an investigation on these nap pods? Yeah, yeah. You guys can all roll an investigation if you want. Maybe somebody who is more intelligent than me <laughs> can do an investigation. Well, investigation is pretty good. Let's see. I got a three. Uh, I have a total of seventeen. Okay. Yeah. From uh, what you've gleaned from it, uh, I got a nine. This will effectively give you, in the time of a short rest, it will give you a long rest. Um, oh hell yes! So Ooh. you can get all your stuff back. Yes, I would hell like that. Yes. What are the offerings and prices at the cantina again? So you guys wander over to the cantina. Canteen or cantina? Either way. Uh, <laughs> the cantina at Moss Eisley. And, uh, <laughs> Listen to some jazz music. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they have a couple of things. They have minor healing potions, regular healing potions, and one set of little magnet boots. The little magnet boots are four credits. The minor healing potions are two and the regular healing potions are three. Do we have eight credits all together or do we have eight credits each? Each. And you've all spent four if you do the nap pod. Is there more than one pair of boots? There's only one pair of boots. Oh, I see. Well, obviously I buy the boots without consulting the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Wow, I love your take. I love your initiative, Astrid. I wish I were more like that. Well, to the nap pod. <laughs> to the nap pod. So now that you have those boots, uh, you have advantage on uh, dexterity saving throws on metal objects. I actually already have advantage on dex. <laughs> So oh, okay. maybe somebody else should have the dex. Well, I don't know if it would be an asteroid. Wait, you have you have a dex advantage because of uh, 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 because of uh, barbarian. barbarian. I have advantage barbarian. on dex effects that I can see if I'm not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. Got it. Emily, how's your dex? Uh, my dex is actually pretty good. Why don't you take them? I mean, mine's pretty good too. But I, I, I'll I have a plus three to my dex. For my dex saves, I have a plus four. So you should oh. take it. The second part of it is that they also allow you to cast levitation once a day. Ah! <gasps> uh, <laughs> <Astrid> immediately. <laughs> it's like, shit! Turbine, you get these little magnet boots. They're like kind of like uh, a shiny chrome look, but it's like kind of soft, like sneaker I material. Also, I give four credits and... to Astrid. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me buy those off you. Thank you, Turbine. I, I am definitely looking at those shoes like if we get to a point where we're going to levitate, I'm going to rip them <laughs> off his feet. <laughs> <laughs> can if I if I have one of them, can I cast half a levitation spell? <laughs> huh, that's interesting. Um, I think that would be like um, what's yes. featherfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say if you have one of the boots, you can ca- cast featherfall. <laughs> We're locking it in. So now there's only the um, minor healing potions, regular healing potions, and the the little guy working there is like, I'm sorry, we still do not have key lime pie. <laughs> um, I guess I will use my money to buy uh, two minor healing potions, but I'll give them to Astra because I believe both uh, I believe both Turbine and I have cure wounds and stuff. I've got some healing stuff, yeah. So here, Astrid, I know that you're probably particular about what you put on your person, but if you hang on to these in case mere turbine goes down. Yes, that's an excellent idea. I'll take a slice of key lime pie, please, and I wink at him in a way that's like, I know you have some hidden for special customers. <laughs> he pulls out a, a slice of key lime pie. He's like, how did you know? I knew it. <laughs> This is four credits. <laughs> I pay four credits for a slice of key lime pie. <laughs> so yeah, instead of healing potions, you get a slice of key lime pie. <laughs> and I eat my pie in the nap pod and I get crumbs everywhere. All right. It must feel nice to be Astrid. <laughs> so you all do your naps. Uh, you, you take these... Um, Weird naps in these pods, like you have a weird tech job that keeps you there all day. And once you finish your naps, uh, Barnabas enters the room again and stands in the center of the room and motions for you guys to come over. Radar and Bink and Bach follow him over and you guys follow as well. And he's like, okay, now it's time for the final stage of the interview. Uh, Making it this far is a victory in and of itself. Uh, We'll certainly keep your resumes on file should anything open up. If you don't make it further than this, uh, you'll be the first people we call. People always say that. There's no file for the old resumes. <laughs> Everyone's too Turbine, lazy to keep that on hand. Turbine, don't I'm just saying. To adults. They just say that to Shh. mollify you. You're absolutely right, and I have said that many times. There's no file. You're a part of the hiring process, <laughs> Astrid. <laughs> yes, obviously, I'm a part of the hiring process. So uh, you guys get like you're in the center of the room and the the center platform starts rising up out of the ground like a chair. Uh, 
This is an elevator. It's not like a chair. All right, sure, whatever. A chair Where's that space? A chair Ella Charter. I'm not beginning to wonder if hiring people is a good idea. <laughs> really back myself into a corner with these prospects. <laughs> hey, don't wonder. You pay us to wonder for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the center platform continues to rise. It's like rising into the air, like to, to where he was describing earlier. It's seemingly going up to the section of forest above. It's moving kind of slowly. But uh, as he continues to talk, it continues to rise the whole time. As you approach that weird chandelier from the, you know, from the initial introduction of the place, it kind of scoots to the side and lets you pass and you continue to rise through the ceiling slowly and slowly going up and up. Barnabas continues to talk. Can I do like a check just to see if I can tell anything about the chandelier as we go past? Uh, yeah. Is it purely decorative? (laughs) Is it just like a door or is there something cool about it? (laughs) Uh, I rolled 23. When you look at it, you definitely feel like there's something powerful with this object. Uh, you also know that it seems to correspond, the like different elements seem to correspond to those portraits you saw earlier. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a silver one, a gold one, uh, an iron one. Could I um, ask Barnabas, um, excuse me, Barnabas, what does all the metal mean to your people, the Bartabai? We're lovers of science in general, and we just thought it was a cool way to, as as much as I understand, because it started long before I was alive, started just as a way to denote yourself and kind of ceremoniously pick something that you felt represented yourself. Uh, do any Bartabai share the same metal, or once a Bartabai uses it, it's no longer available to future Bartabai? That is true. It is uh, no longer. That's why it's gold was the first, and then silver, and then oh. you know, so on and so forth. With uh, not necessarily worse metals, but different metals, if that makes sense. Molybdenum. Sorry, molybdenum. That would be like a shitty metal to put at the end. <laughs> yeah, molybdenum. <laughs> Turbine. Stop talking back to adults. <laughs> I'm just saying, you'll run out of metals eventually, and probably molybdenum's towards the end, right? Who gives a shit about molybdenum is what I'm saying. (laughs) To be honest, I actually haven't chosen a medal for myself yet, so. Do you have any top contenders? Don't say molybdenum. (laughs) (laughs) Molybdenum is up there, I guess. Um, (laughs) Maybe copper. um, No, you can do better than copper. I can't, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see the way the hierarchy works. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah, it's sort of everything else is climbed. As you continue to rise, he's like, well, now it's it's basically time for our last uh, our last task. When you work in an open concept office, things can be a little distracting. Oh, and people get sick more often, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm around robots mostly, so I don't really catch what they have, but I imagine <laughs> they can know. have viruses, though. Nice, mm. <laughs> you know. And I have I actually have caught one with one of my arms. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody! It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, 
text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> uh, so what, what? my point is... Uh, there can be so many shiny, cool things around. It's often hard to stay on task. Turbine's just looking everywhere. <laughs> a little tin owl flies by on a surfboard and, and with reading a book, and it says, "Learning is cool, dudes." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what was I saying? You were I, saying that when you work at an open concept thing, it can be really distracting. Yes, yeah, so sorry, I was looking at that owl. Um, <laughs> so my point is, it's important to showcase that you have discipline. And now begins the final trial to see who is disciplined enough to work here. As Barnabas says this, he holds up two shining gold eggs and throws them to different sides of the platform. The one side has Bink, Bonk, and Raider, and the other side is the side that you guys are on. As he does this, large walls shoot up from the ground, encasing you in sort of your own separate arenas. You're in like what feels like a 50-foot area. This is like a huge platform that is going up. Just so I can fully visualize the space here. We're enclosed in walls, and there's an egg that's just been tossed down into the center of it. It's like, it, it's all ground level for you. Okay. And and I think it's a little more confusing just because I'm creating a second arena for them. It kind of, that won't affect you at all. Mm. Uh, so what- <laughs> I think I was still imagining about... us on the chair elevator too. So I thought he like yes. tossed eggs over the edge. <laughs> Again, it's not a chair, it's just hmm? an elevator. Okay, it well, it's like, like a chair, chair though. Anyway. <laughs> I guess the way it goes up and down, down you know? Like a chair. Well, <laughs> some chairs kind of do that. Anyways. Um, 
The final task is simple, and this is a, a creation of mine that I'm actually pretty proud of. Keep your mind clear while you stay on task and protect the egg. As you see the, the egg sit in the center of the area, little tiny holes in the edge of the arena open up and you see little iron cobras sneaking out of the edge, mm. uh, coming towards the egg. Everybody just go ahead and roll initiative. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Brenda Elizabeth coming out strong with her initiative roll. 17. A 22. 15. You know, sometimes you roll a two and a three with advantage, and other times you roll a 22 initiative, so. <laughs> Gonna roll these snakes initiative. <laughs> All right. So you're in this enclosed area. It's almost like a, a stop sign-shaped room mm. uh, that you're in. An octagon. Mm-hmm. An octagon. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer stop side shaped. <laughs> uh, what would you call an octagon if there were 12? Uh, a dodecagon. A do- do- yeah. You're in a dodecagon, baby. Hell yeah. As these uh, little snakes slither out, Brenda Elizabeth, you see these iron looking uh, cobras. They look kind of like the stuff that was made in that previous uh, factory room. They're Like they're, the toys? They're a little more clockworky rather than futuristic looking. Okay. But they are slithering out, eyeing that egg. So far, you see three snakes. Are these and these are coming from all sides? Uh, yes, they're coming from three different sides. Can I do an insight check out of these creatures to see if I could ascertain what they might, what p- threat they might pose? Uh, sure. And maybe an insight check on the egg to understand what its needs are. <laughs> oh my god! I just crit. <laughs> I crit on my insight awesome. check. Baby. Yes. Yes. Brenda Elizabeth, this all makes perfect sense to you. <laughs> of course, this would be the final trial. Uh, <laughs> you're looking around. You see these little cobras coming out. You see Barnabas's fingerprints all over this. He's just made a fun game. Okay, so it's not an egg and sperm analogy. <laughs> it is not an egg and sperm. <laughs> I've been reading some growing and changing bodies ever since I've, ever since my ripening, and so I'm. The, the visual is there in my head. <laughs> Ripening. Look. <laughs> the old Brenda Elizabeth would, of course, uh, let her hormones get the better of her. Uh, but no, this is a more stable, uh, definitely a very um, adult. Brenda uh, Elizabeth really Brenda. appreciates being described as stable. <laughs> <laughs> you know that these snakes she are enjoys just... <laughs> You know these snakes are just trying to grab the egg and get out of there. They'll probably attack you or do something if you get in the way, but um, that is their goal. Okay. If that is the case, Brenda Elizabeth does not... Actually, Brenda Elizabeth will... No, Brenda Elizabeth is not going to use one of her starry forbs this turn. Instead, she's going to cast Entangle on these snakes. Okay. I did describe it as they're in different corners, so you'd only oh, maybe be able to hit one if you did entangle. But does it look like they're coming out from different quarters, like there will be a procession? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do my starry form. I'm going to go into my dragon form. Cool. Brenda Elizabeth shines brightly as a No, a you know what? Dra- I think I'm actually going to do... So sorry. So sorry about this. Sometimes when you go first, it's nerve-wracking. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to do that just yet. I'm just going to go ahead and try and kill one of these snakes. I'm going to cast heat metal on one. Ooh. Ooh. 
what is heat metal? Uh, Choose what? a manufactured metal object, such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavy or media metal armor that you could see within rage. You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with this object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast this spell. Until the spell ends, you could use your bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again. If the creature is holding or wearing the object it take, and takes damage from it, the creature must succeed a constitution saving throw or drop the object. If it doesn't, then it basically said I'm casting it on the creature just to do 2d8 fire damage. Cool. Awesome. I guess, yeah, they, it can't because there's no attack or anything. It's like usually you cast it on a metal object, so I don't know how it works when when it's a metal, it's construct. A metal construct. I imagine it. Wait, did it say a constitution saving throw? It says or if a creature is holding or wearing an, the object and takes damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Man, well... Fuck these snakes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you you cast it on one of the snakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to just roll damage? I guess. Okay. With that uh, in, uh, insight too, do we know are these like purely metal snakes or are these cyborgs like uh, Nymphari? These are just metal snakes. Uh, just six no. damage, six fire damage. I will say though that you feel like more are coming. Just to throw that out there. Sure. With that insight. There's twelve too. sides, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something up with these walls. Okay, huh. cool. Well, six damage and I could keep, and uh, that glowing red hot one, I can keep doing the damage as a bonus action, so. Okay, so uh, one of these snakes has taken six damage. Uh, he's still kicking. He's just like, you know, like, his, his little tongue is sticking out all melty like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to put little that in. A little gout of flame coil. comes out of its mouth. <laughs> Looks kind of cute. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Are you baiting <laughs> me to not fight these? <laughs> not at all. No, I'm, I'm honestly not. Uh, so uh, yeah, you, you do six damage to one of these snakes. Next up on 20, the walls begin to shimmer <gasps> and look almost like a kaleidoscope. They're like almost entrancing you as you stand in this platform. It's hard to look anywhere but there. Everyone make a wisdom saving throw. Is this an illusion or a charm thing? Because I have advantage against those. What does confusion count as? Frankly, I don't know. Hmm. I, it may or may not be, I am not sure. And I'll also do a, a, a quick rules check here. Uh, I have gnome cunning, so I have advantage on all wisdom saving throws against magic. Would that apply here? I'll say that this is like this like artificery stuff is like basically magic. Okay. Brenda Elizabeth uh, does not have advantage, but she did roll a natural nineteen, which gives her a twenty-five. Sick. Uh, I just have such bad wisdom. Charm person, crowd of madness, hypnotic pattern, dominate person, dominate monster, dominate beast, animal friendship. Okay, so I don't have advantage. No okay. problem. I rolled a six. <laughs> And I rolled a 16 with a plus one for 17 with the advantage. Okay, Brenda Elizabeth, you were expecting something weird to happen and uh, were a little more prepared. And uh, Turbine, you also, uh, you know, with your gnome cunning, knew, knew something was happening. <laughs> and that left you a little more prepared. Astrid, um, you at this point were a little bored. And <laughs> were, were you, you were excited for these snakes to come, but they're moving a little slower than you were hoping. <laughs> when the wall starts shimmering and you see in the walls just sort of like cool um, colors and lights that just sort of blend and just refract from each other, you have to roll a D8. Let me know what you get. <gasps> oh, oh, I see. Okay. Mm. I got a seven. I'm just thinking okay. about getting this wallpaper for my bedroom. 
Okay, so uh, you use your action to make an at- a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its re- your reach. Oh no. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only Turbine, right? Cause, oh no, because Oh Redo yeah, Turbine. Is the, <laughs> you need to reach yep. Okay, so maybe it's Turbine. And the snakes are not close enough to us to, to be... They're like uh, at the edge of the room. How, they have not gone. How yet. far away are they? It's a fifty-foot radius. Okay. On this platform. And how big? These are like co- like traditional cobra-sized snakes. They're like little. Yeah, they're not huge. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, I haven't gotten into a rage yet. <laughs> that is lucky for me. <laughs> or Brenda Elizabeth. Or <laughs> Brenda. Uh, how do I? Do I roll a D two? I thought turbine was just next to you. Oh yeah, I can. I can just do turbine. I, I rolled a twelve. What's your armor class? My armor class is 13. Oh, I miss you. Thank God. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Ow! I'm just like distractedly looking at this wallpaper and just swinging my warhammer and yeah. just aimlessly not really looking around. It's like you're holding something, you turn your whole body to look yes. like a slapstick routine. I just routine. want to see if the light is happening all around me. This black and white movie is happening this? right here. It's crazy. <laughs> so uh, Astrid thankfully misses you. Astrid. Yes. I'm not sure if this makes you lose your turn. You don't lose your turn, I don't think. Oh, wait. Oh, oh it no. Does. Ah, no. The creature uses its action ah. to make a melee attack. Oh, but I can still do a bonus action then when we get yes, to my turn. Yes, if it's your turn. Cool. Okay, so now it is your turn. Great. I go into a rage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just don't get confused again. Uh, I go into a rage uh, and I stand in front of one of the snakes. Like I, I get between the egg. You plant your feet in the path of a snake, beckoning it forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm like still <laughs> close enough to the egg that I can move around, but I'm like clearly yeah, going up. You're playing defense it. on this egg yeah. pretty well. Is the egg on like a little pedestal in the middle of the room? Yeah, it's on. It's like um, on a little platform. Okay. It, it looks like a fancy, um, what, are, what are those? Eggs that people have, uh, like a Fabergé. Like a Fabergé. Fabergé. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a little more copper and, and it's made of metal. Cool. Now it's the snake's turn. They're all going to use their movement to try to get as close as they can to the uh, egg. So they're taking dash action- actions forward. Okay. Does that snake take damage now, or is it on your turn? Uh, I think it might be a by turn. Okay. Although, I, let me see. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability check until the start of your next turn. It takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell until the spell ends. So I t- I'll use a bonus action. Cool. So they close distance. Brina Elizabeth, I think, I, yeah, may, I guess you would get an attack of opportunity if you wanted. Uh, really? <laughs> I think everybody gets one because uh, y'all are all still sort of in the way of, of yes. snakes. The egg. Okay, then. I'll go for my scimitar. Uh, it's going to miss unless their AC is 10. Uh, their AC is unfortunately not 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. I swing wildly. I, I follow Astrid's lead. <laughs> uh, I'll take mine. Oh, I crit. Yes. With a nat 20. Sick. It's okay. Uh, so roll double double dice on that. Um, oh, it's double dice for a crit on a weapon attack. Yeah. So like, if it whatever die it says you roll, uh, roll that twice. Okay. And then add whatever uh-huh. the modifier is. It, that that is not double. So that's that's eight. Turbine. Uh, you you look at this thing. You remember earlier when you were fighting those Warforged things. You're just trying to dig into the the circuitry of the shit, and you stab a snake with a sword. 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's still kicking though. Um, okay. Okay. All right. And then Astrid, uh, another. <laughs> rolled a nat one. Okay. <laughs> wait, even with rage? Yes. Oh wait, I'm raging. You're right. Ben. Oh yeah, God. Okay. Wait, yes. are you taking a reckless attack or? Yeah, is this, I guess uh, I'll, I'll oh, make sorry, it a reckless attack. Can you different. reckless attack on? I don't think you can do it I on think a reaction. Reaction. Okay. I don't think you can. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I, I rolled a net one. Never mind then. <laughs> okay, so Astrid once again whiffing hard. <laughs> I just smashed uh, my toe <laughs> with my wall. Uh, Astrid, try not to think about your wallpaper in your hotel room. God, if I was wearing those boots. <laughs> so we are entangled with the snakes. All all the snakes are alive at this moment. At this moment, yes. Will this cost me an action? Can I do a? Um, a history check on these walls to see if I can understand them. I, ha- as a as an artificer, I can get. Let's see, where is this? Uh, with my artificer's lore, I can add twice my proficiency bonus to history checks related to magic items, alchemical objects, or technological devices. Mm. Can I use that to get a sense of like what's going if with these walls? If there's any like special weakness? Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like they like okay, they there's create this sp- sort of confusion effect. To to dismantle them would be probably take a lot longer than you have. Okay. You could try to do that, but you would be leaving the egg and snakes to do their thing. Do you have distance spells? Because you have those boots that have levitate on them. Most of my spells are healing. I could grab the egg and just hover, but then I wouldn't be able to do a whole lot oh, of damage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's a good, like, uh, Hail Mary you could if like, things get bad. You could do that, yeah. Um, okay. So I, I won't worry too much about that then. All the walls are doing this, like, confusion thing. It's not like I can just, like, try to break one and they'll all like be like taken out of commission. Again, it just feels like it's gonna take a lot of effort to break these walls or do anything with them. Okay. It would maybe lower the DC. I'm trying to think of what would happen with it, but uh, I don't know that. It, 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 that that depends on you actually effectively breaking it. Well, then what I will do, I think, is I will, I guess it just makes no sense to keep stabbing this, this snake who's already at the end of my weapon especially because i think there's gonna be more more snakes and stuff coming up i might might save yeah, some of my big guns i think for right it's now. a good idea i'll yeah. just try to attack this snake again keep keep digging into the the, the gears there so cool. I'm rolling that that is a 14 that hits cool roll damage that is nine points of damage Ooh, so you did eight and then nine yeah yeah okay nice. you you just fucking fillet this whole robotic snake. <laughs> uh, it I is... would be like a kid like eating spaghetti, just like digging the rapier <laughs> in and <laughs> twisting it so it just like pulls all the wires out. <laughs> oh, snake spaghetti. Ew. Yeah, you fuck this snake up, it is no more. There's still two snakes around. Do you do anything else with your turn? Yeah. Who wants bardic inspiration? It seems like uh, maybe Astrid could use it on uh, like a saving throw or something. Yes. Sure. So I'm gonna, as a bonus action, um, I'll uh, uh, <laughs> I twist the snake guts out and then pull out my hurdy gurdy. Just like, ding, 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 
your turn. As my bonus action, I would like to activate my heat metal again on that one. And I already rolled the damage and I got 14. Hell yes. So you did 14 damage to this guy? Yeah, 14 plus the original six. So that, that snake is like climbing up to the egg and it's already like white hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just- Don't scramble the egg. Don't grimaces scramble the like egg. with a cute little smile and explodes. <laughs> And then uh, acid explodes, and then that concentration spell is gone. I think I'm going to cast... Tell me, will I hurt the egg if I cast Entangle around the egg? Uh, no, I don't think you will. Okay, then I will cast Entangle around the egg. Does Entangle do damage? It doesn't do damage. It makes uh, it hard to move around there, and they can get stuck. Okay, Grasping cool. weeds and vines sprout from the ground in 20-foot square, starting from a point within range. For the duration, This gr- the ground in this area is difficult terrain. A creature in the area when you cast a spell must succeed a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Hmm. Oh. Uh, so the the one that's there has to do a strength save or be restrained. Okay, cool. So you cast that and it will roll that. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, it rolled a 17. What did it need to roll? Uh, that's more than my... Uh, so this buff-ass so- robot snake <laughs> flexes dodges these somehow. This so he passes, but now the area around it is difficult terrain, so maybe future snakes will be have a difficult time. Do I, any of us have to make a, a save there too? Uh, you wouldn't have to do a strength save to be restrained, but it does mean that it's difficult terrain. Okay. But I'm assuming that we move faster than snakes, so hopefully it will be. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that becomes difficult terrain. Cool. You got anything else for this turn? Uh, That's all. Cool. So after your turn on initiative 20, three more snakes enter the room and the wall shimmer once again, a little brighter than before. Everybody Mm. give me a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) Once again, my wisdom is so bad. Oh, that's going to be a fail for Brenda Elizabeth. That is also a fail for me. Did you add your bardic inspiration or can, would it I not I mean, help? I got a four. I don't think bardic. Okay. Yeah. I got 11. Okay. <laughs> Everyone is confused. Everyone it failed. So on your turn, you'll have to uh, make another wisdom saving throw or do something with your turn. Pretty colors. <laughs> you know what? You're right. It is beautiful. Wow. Don't you think that wow. things look cool in my ceiling? <laughs> is it just me or is this like a magic eye? I feel like I could see dolphins. Yeah, if you yes. keep looking at it, you can see <laughs> other things like through like another level yeah. of it. Yeah, I honestly see, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I see horses riding dolphins in the ocean. Wow. 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 <laughs> Barnabas is like, what does that look like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what's happening here? You already failed the check, so roll a D8 and uh, uh, let me know what number you get. Okay. A five. Okay, the two through six creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. So <laughs> you just sit there staring. <laughs> Next up is Astrid. You also failed. Yep. Oh <laughs> I got a five. <laughs> I <do> nothing. <laughs> also sit there <laughs> still. Just like it's so pretty. I know, I know. It's like, is this crazy? 
Do you feel like you can kind of taste it? Yes, yes. I do. Like just yeah. by looking at it, it feels mm. like you can kind of taste it a little. It bit. tastes like bubble tape, you know? The, yes. Uh, yeah. Right? Yes, the it bubble does. gum that comes I out like tape. Bubble tape is so yeah, yeah, and it gets like kind of like kind of like chalky and brittle. Yes. It's uh, really after, like, chalky. Yeah, it's hours, like yeah. hard bubble tape. Yeah. Oh. Delicious. Grandpa Brendan's bubble tape is always is always hard. He buys it from the dollar store, and everyone knows that kid. He's got bad. As you are confused, you see this bubble tape grab the egg, <laughs> hoist it off the platform, and begin to move away. No! With this. Remember, it's difficult, difficult terrain. It's difficult terrain. Oh, okay, so um. I was already gonna say that they have, uh, they can only move half their distance while holding the egg because they're snakes. Now I can only move a quarter. So if it's taking a dash action, which is supposed to be sixty, now it can only move a quarter of the speed over for how? What? For like 15, fifteen feet? Is yeah. that what you said? Uh, it's for twenty feet, I think. For twenty feet? Okay. Let me see. Um, Tinkle says on the ground, a twenty foot square, starting from a point within range. So okay. I maybe my math is bad, but I think it moves fifteen feet in uh, with the egg. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking what the range was. Oh no, no. I, or just how big the entanglement is. Yeah, the entanglement is twenty. Is 20 okay. Feet. So it get it like with a full dash action, it's only able to move fifteen feet with the egg. So it's fifteen feet away from the center, trying to take it to one of the edges. <laughs> uh, the rest of the snakes close in on that snake and that egg. So the three oh, new snakes oh, have have. Uh, Try to join forces. Oh, uh, what is what do they have to make for that strength saving throw? Um, they don't have to make a strength saving throw. It's just when you cast oh, the spell. But then once they get in there, it is difficult terrain. Okay, cool. The point was to slow everyone down more yes, so than re yes. restrain them. Next up is uh, Brenda Elizabeth. Uh, okay. You are still confused, unfortunately. I'm confused. Let me see what I do. I rolled a five. I also do nothing. <laughs> oh, god yeah. damn it! I had such a good strategy brutal. to get Absolutely this away. Absolutely brutal. Oh god. We're not a wise bunch. I will say this isn't like the normal condition. You guys come out of it as you every turn. But okay. after your turn, the wall goes. The wall goes. So everyone okay. give me another. Oh, God. All right. I think I'm going to pass. I got a 17 on that one. 17 pass. Plus. Oh, no, 18. 12 plus 6. I, I rolled another 4. Sheesh. Oh, my Oof. God. Sheesh. I crit. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, baby! Turbine, you crit on this. Uh, I, I will say because you uh, have crit on it, you no longer have to worry about the effects of the confusion. Yeah. You understand this well enough. Wait a minute, not... this is just lights. <laughs> <laughs> I can't taste this at all. Yeah, I've crossed my eyes and I can't see the magic eye anymore. <laughs> no, I can see it, just keep trying. <laughs> Turbine, it is your turn. So, how far... How far am I from the snake with the egg? I think you're about 15 feet away from that. And I'm on difficult terrain too, right? Yeah, you could go, you could spend more movement to kind of go around it. Is Has this snake been hurt at all? The one that's holding it has not. Okay. None of the snakes that are alive right now have been hurt. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> We're doing a bad job against these snakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what I want to do. A difficult terrain that's, that halves the speed, is that right? Yes. But they're right on the edge. They're within five feet of the edge. So you could probably like get there easily. So I have a 25 speed. Can, is that enough to, to get to the snake uh, if I get like past the difficult terrain and then not have halved? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think if you kind of go around it, you'll like approach it from the side. You should be able to get there in 25 feet. Cool. 
uh, then I'm going to I'm going to run up to this snake. I would like to try to uh, to just take the egg and uh, levitate away with my little magnet boots. <laughs> have you, I, I want to double check the, the wording of levitation just to make sure that we can- Oh yeah, I have no idea if this does what I want it to do. <laughs> you can move vertically up 20 feet and remain suspended there for the dirt. Nice. The dirt. Yeah! Cool. Okay, so are you gonna use it? Yes, I don't know if, do I need to roll anything to take the egg or they're just dumb snakes and I can just, I can pluck it up uh, I think it's an opposed strength check right okay do you want to try that before you use the spell yeah because i want to be sure i can actually get this egg before i try to fly away so i am rolling strength is that what's happening here yes fuck (laughs) i am very weak but maybe the snakes aren't that weak shit (laughs) i got a three oh no okay Oh dear! He rolled a fourteen, so this this snake is able to hang on to the egg. <laughs> just just tugging on this fucking egg. Uh, Turbine, he do... saw what you did to his friend, and he didn't want to be turned into snake spaghetti. <laughs> I'll let you cast a spell or do whatever else if you want. Uh, if, is that too lenient? If, if, if you no, because to... that's just that's just an object interaction. Okay, cool. I think I think it would be. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of it as. Yeah. Okay. Shit. <laughs> All right. How? How tall is this room we're in? It is extremely tall because this is an open elevator shaft above you going up to presumably the top of the obelisk. Got it. And do we have to worry about uh, do we have to worry about this egg breaking or just being stolen? Uh, you don't want to damage it probably. I might not do that plan then. <laughs> can I, instead of trying to steal the egg, can I just like grapple the egg and like try, try to like basically like like hold on to both the snake and the egg to keep it from going any farther uh so like a grapple check is that yeah i guess like I, i'm not trying instead of trying to actually like take the egg and run away with it can i just try to uh yes I, to let- like hold on to this either if the snake is holding on so tightly to this egg either hold on to just the snake or hold on to like the the bundle you know yes you can do that i will say you will pull the higher of the snakes uh so um it's up to you do you want to make a grapple check how close are all how close are these snakes to me uh they're all right there (laughs) they're like right on top of yeah if you have something if you have some kind of raged damage i don't have any uh i don't have any area damage spells stock today okay are they within a 10 foot radius of me yeah if you're right there they should be then what I what I am gonna do? I will cast Shatter. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, which which as, like all my spells takes the form of of a musical instrument. So uh, <laughs> sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense <laughs> eruption of <laughs> joys. So I've got uh, what do I have? My, my concertina. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that does uh, each creature in a ten foot radius sphere centered on the point. Must make a constitution saving throw. So I'll make those for the snakes. Um, Nat one, 19. 19. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Seven. So two of them fail and two Uh, Uh, pass. So uh, on a failed save, those creatures take 3d8 thunder damage. Cool. And the ones who succeeded take half as much damage. Do you want to roll that? Oh, sure. So uh, I'll roll the failed... Yeah, I'll roll the failed ones first. So here's the first 3d8 for the first failed snake. First roll, shit. (laughs) That is, oh no, that's a seven on a one. Okay, that's 12 damage. Cool, damn, fucked up that snake. (laughs) It's still all right. 
All right, the next 3d8, that is uh, 13 damage. Okay. And now these are the halved ones? Now these are going to be the halved ones. I don't know if we marked which one is the uh, the one that's holding the egg. The one that's holding the egg, I was saying, took 12. Okay. Uh, that's 20 damage. Halved. Oh, no, sorry. The halved, halved is 10. Okay. And then the last one, rolling 3d8. That is 16, half to 8. Okay. Yeah, you badly fuck up all these snakes. They're all still alive, but all really hurt. Very sick. Astrid, you're still confused, I believe, so you're just standing there. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I'm just uh, maybe touching the wall a little bit. So you just sit there and do nothing. The snakes are going to go. They're going to try to pull the uh, object out of the arena. They still have five feet of difficult terrain. (laughs) Trap, I'll say this. You get a reaction to... Okay try to do something to the snake that has it. Okay. What can I do with a reaction? Uh, it's I... just an attack. Well, that's that seems like the thing to do then, yeah? I guess I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's like any way I can buff this, but I don't think I can. All right, I'm going to try to hit it. 15? That hits. Yeah! Yes! All right. Okay. All right. Turbine is doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Four damage? need to do three to kill it. (laughs) So once again, Turbine rips this snake into pieces. The snake spaghetti grows. (laughs) So like I said, their movement is halved by carrying it. As you kill that one, another snake comes up to pick up the burden of the last one. It can only move 30 feet without the difficult terrain, so 25 feet with the difficult terrain. It was 15 feet from the center, 25. They're 20 feet away from the edge. Okay. After they move, or or After that's they where move. they are. Okay. Yeah. So the three remaining snakes are sitting there, twenty feet away from the edge of the room. Okay. Okay. Or I'm sorry, it's ten feet away because I said this is a fifty foot radius. Oh no! Oh, God. Yes. Oh okay. God. Okay. Is it Brenda uh, Elizabeth's turn? It now? is Brenda Elizabeth's turn. Okay. Brenda Elizabeth would like to cast guidance on herself and run over and try to steal to try to take this egg back sick uh Brynn elizabeth you you run into the fray with all these uh duplicitous snakes that are trying to take this egg <laughs> okay they, they look up at you with their cute robot eyes smile <laughs> 16 on the dice plus two plus two dirty 20 nice eight on the die you okay, now I'm going to grab it and then I'm going to misty step all the way back. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Towards like what direction? Like towards the center? Or back from to it? the podium. Wow. <laughs> Holy Wait, shit. Hang on. So you misty step. Isn't guidance. Or you could, misty isn't... step is a bonus. Guidance is a cantrip. You oh, can cast a spell it's a and cantrip. a cantrip. Yep. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. And I go right back to the podium and I'm like, Turbine, come here and hover. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is, that's that's the end of your turn, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, three fresh snakes come out. <laughs> How many snakes are uh, in there right now? Huh? There's six snakes, snakes total right now. Three okay. badly injured, three fresh. Uh, okay. And you guys uh, are in the center of the room. We have one more shimmering wall effect appear. Uh, everyone make uh, a check to see if they're affected. 
Uh, do I still have to do this with my? You don't. A yeah. Six, a sixteen I, for Brenda Elizabeth. I rolled a two, which turns into a one. I'll let you give Astrid a uh, help back. A help back. Thank you. <laughs> and Astrid, do you still have that bardic inspiration? If that pushes you over the edge, it doesn't look <laughs> like it does. Astrid. <laughs> can I can I give Astrid my save? No. Because I'm just I'm just holding this egg to try to pass it off just, the turbine. I don't have to do anything. I just really it's like just this wallpaper. So I just really like it. <laughs> it's really pretty. Astrid is seeing all the nice things she'd like to have. And, uh, and just, once again, sitting there. Wow, the wallpaper is a metaphor for materialism. <laughs> Oh, wow, and this and this is a metaphor for fertilization. <laughs> I don't think it is. The, the snakes all shake their head, like confused, like no, no, no. No, uh, I've read the growing to maturity books. <laughs> Turbine, it's your turn. You see uh, the six snakes from the outer edges of the room eyeing the egg once more. Yes. Uh, okay, cool. I think I need to know what I know what I need to do. I just want to check the mechanics here. With the little magnet boots, is it an action to cast that levitate, or is it just like that's just like I can just click them on and they do that? I believe it's an action. Let me double okay. check. Uh, yeah, it would be an action. And then how what is how does that spell work? Can I just like keep hovering there for a while? Uh, am I limited there? It's up to concentration up to ten minutes. Okay, cool. So I think I have the movement to just run back towards Brenda Elizabeth grab the egg and then just float <laughs> float up away from the eggs and just like a mother bird just just keeping my little egg safe cool <laughs> you get the egg from Brenda Elizabeth and float up the snakes just look up at you there's nothing they can do <laughs> with that I'll say we'll end the combat <laughs> just, I'm just picturing like a really low angle shot of just like really unflattering chit double chin selfies of turbine and Brenda look at a shot of this like, uh, they, no don't take the picture not like this <laughs> it's like the end of a roller coaster when they take the photo unexpectedly yeah yeah <laughs> So with that, you have successfully stopped these snakes from stealing the egg. The combat ends. Turbine, you're just floating. You're having the time of your life. Just like, <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm burping for no reason. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's what I, I really liked it without context, though, too. <laughs> As you begin to float up, uh, Barnabas is, uh, appears again, and he says, wow, uh, mine's like a steel trap. Truly impressive stuff. Astrid, next time, maybe. Um, what? <laughs> I, uh, I got a big Do you sell these walls? Eggs. Huh? Do you sell these yes. walls? We are we're thinking of offering these walls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Astrid lost... just becomes a wallpaper burnout. <laughs> She's just like so chill. Muscles that have been tense her entire life are suddenly relaxed. <laughs> While you're on the elevator, somehow, uh, having just uh, won this competition, uh, Barnabas is like, Raider, Bink, Bonk, you guys did a great job. We have your resumes on file. Like I said, we're going to keep you for next time. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, I think this is the end of the road for today, though. I I single out just Bonk and I say, good hustle, Bonk. <laughs> he just nods at you and says, thanks. Hey, maybe later you can explain that idea once more because I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head all the way around it. <laughs> I would love to slowly walk you through my doodle book. The whole book? Okay. All right. 
a like hole appears in the side of the elevator shaft and sucks them all in and they are <laughs> gone. As you reach the top, feels like you're going to slowly just smash into the ceiling. <laughs> Turbine, you're just kind of floating above the ground, just like kind of hitting the ceiling. <laughs> my hat, my hat is just hit the ceiling, spinning slowly like a top, an upside down top. It's <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> the ceiling slides open at that point. Wow. The elevator rises through and you find yourself in this small thicket of woods at the top of the obelisk. Uh, despite being so high up, it seems protected from wind by some kind of technology or magic. It's so high up that people would never have been able to see it from the ground. At the very top of the obelisk? Yeah. So uh, cool. Uh, make a perception check. Cool. I am perceiving. A 12. That, that is a 19. I got a 5. That's <laughs> true. I crit once. I did crit once. It was not an important crit, but I did crit. So you guys are um, at the top of this elevator. You look around. Turbine, you notice this. Galfas is not up here. <gasps> what? What? Can I do some kind of like nature check to see if there's any like so like hoof prints or um, horse scent on the wind or anything? Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, make a... Um, <laughs> Makes up, I don't know. Uh, uh, I could do investigate or, or nature or yeah, what, what yeah, feels whatever, good to you. Whichever of that makes sense. Animal handling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do investigation. You can all make these checks now. If oh, I can. Yeah. Oh, I, if I told you all. Galfast. Galfast. Where's Galfast? <laughs> okay. I only I got, got a seven. Got a <laughs> I did roll really well on this. I got a tw uh, 25 perception or a 25 animal handling. Galfast has never been up here. <laughs> There's no hoof prints anywhere. It doesn't even I turn to Barnabas. I hold him by the throat <laughs> over the edge, of, dangling him over the edge. Where's Galfast? What have you done with him? As. <laughs> Just kidding. Honestly, I know. I would have to do checks to do you that. You have to do a couple of checks to maybe make that happen. Uh, Barnabas is like, I don't understand. I gave specific instructions to bring him up here. I thought he'd love it. I mean, there's all these trees. Uh, he could jump over stuff. Um, Are you the boss? Or does someone work above you? I, I'm, I. Can I do a check to see if he's lying? Yes. Yeah. 16. He doesn't seem like he's lying. He did tell someone to bring Galfast up here. Who did you tell to bring Galfast up here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I told Bubbles to bring him up here. Uh, I thought that this would be fun for him. Uh, and I am in charge. I, um. He is very nervous when he's trying to describe himself as being in charge. <laughs> we did see some of your employees were trying to uh, sort of, uh, I, for lack of a better word, unionize mm. against you. Can I do a perception check to see if he's in charge? <laughs> yeah. Where's Bubbles? Uh, I got a 13. Something about him saying he's in charge feels wrong, or he feels like he's like shifty about that idea. I grab him by the neck and tackle him over the edge. As you grab him by the neck, his- I suppose it makes more sense you would do that. <laughs> I have a plus four to intimidation. Uh, yeah, make a strength check to, to uh, grab him by the neck. Uh, can I do an athletics check? Yeah. Great. I'm going to use that body consideration. <laughs> I got a 10, even with body inspiration and plus six. Can I do the help action? Because I was sure. already prepping myself to do this motion. I learned this from Brenda Elizabeth. Okay, there we go. I got yeah. um, a 19. As you grab him by the neck, 
He rips fully out of his metal suit. He was the little gnome Tradix from the painting earlier. (laughs) 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 Uh, The one with soot all over its face that um, I poorly described. He rips out of the body. The metallic beard falls off his face, revealing he has a much smaller head than it seemed like he had before. Little tiny metal points on his ears fall off to reveal he has slightly less pointed ears. He's a chinless wonder. That's why he had the beard. He grew the beard because he doesn't have a chin. I have a chin. I just wanted to present. I just thought um, when the last Barnabas died, this place nearly completely collapsed. I had to step up and and do something. Uh, And as he says this, a cold, unfeeling voice emanates from the facilitator itself. And it says, As you said, the facilitator can do just about anything. It's echoing all around you. Uh, it's coming from something within this place. <gasps> I stamp on the floor again. <laughs> She's like banging on the floor. <laughs> you guys are banging on the floor. <laughs> Wait, does this mean there's no job? <laughs> I had. I thought there could be a job. I was defeated, but I was not killed, and my plans were not completed. But now they are too far along for you to stop us. You hear this very scary voice emanating out as it says that. And Barnabas is just like, "Uh, what what plans are you talking about? I I thought I was in I thought I was just, you know, here to create wonders. And this other voice says, Why would I let an outsider know? I only let you live at my son's dying request. At first I thought your charade was an embarrassment to the part of my line. I ignored it as we toiled away, but when our plans were jeopardized, you for once actually became helpful. But now the time is nigh. Your ruse is once again wholly unnecessary. As he says this, everybody make a dex check. (laughs) Okay. Can I see this? Do I have advantage against it? You feel the whole obelisk rumbling. (gasps) Okay. And do I have advantage on this because I have the little magnet boots? Yes. I rolled two 11s, uh, which is 14. Uh, 11 both times. I got a 17. Wait, you rolled two 11s? Because I also rolled two 11s. I I rolled two 8s, but it buffs up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) As it said, this this whole ruse was wholly unnecessary. The elevator falls out from under you, (gasps) and you all start to fall. (laughs) And that's where we'll end the episode. You son of a gun. The chair evader, it's going down. (laughs) I'm sorry that the job didn't turn out to be what I said. Uh, (laughs) I'm much more distracted by Galfast's disappearance. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Hashtag where is Galfast? Um, Let's get it trending. (laughs) (laughs) Or just where's the horse? (laughs) Where is the horse? We gave you all the clues. Actually, you didn't give you any clues, really. <laughs> well, that was all for this week. Next week will be a talkback where we'll, uh, I feel like I'll get a little yelled at. <laughs> for a change, for a change. I have a feeling it'll just be me reassuring you that it was funny to uh, to dock Brenda Elizabeth's intelligence. <laughs> oh, God, I feel so bad about that. No, it's funny. Immediately it was, was like, funny. you guys really want to get rid of your intelligence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all three of us already have such low intelligence that getting rid of more of it is on game. Yeah. If it's it very... makes you feel better, it didn't, it, it, because it was my whole intelligence and not the modifier, I didn't actually lose a point. Oh, good. From the Ooh. modifier. 
It's very funny to have an idea so bad it makes you dumb. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we'll end it there. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Nice Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you.